Welcome to Talking Baloney. Calvin Coco Pop. This is Bootsy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> What's going on? No script allowed. What are you, some kind of bot? Come on, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're pickle, you gotta give him a pickle, right? <laughs> I want to be a Wow, that sounds so interesting. Fresh and quick. Part of the Baloney Nation. You guys still there? It's easy. The big guy. What's going on, man? What is going on? Eh, I can't complain. You know, no one wants to listen to my rant. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I thought that's what talking baloney was. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, I, I, we don't do politics or religion on this show, and my my whole trip into this office could have been based on politics and religion. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an election coming up. <laughs> Who would have thought? You can't uh, miss all the trains driving down the highway. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. We're not talking that. We're we talking. Gonna, we're going to talk about Ty Bowie a little Ty bit Bowie. Later. It's his final campaign push. Right in, folks. Yep. This There's is a spot your for him. last chance to be convinced. Yeah. And if this doesn't convince you. Nothing will. <laughs> and nothing probably will. No. If this doesn't convince you that we need to go a different direction, (laughs) you've probably already went another direction anyway, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) So this week there was some sad news from the world of entertainment. Yes. Sean Connery passed away. The Sean Connery. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to talk his movies today. It's going to be a good show. The man. He was the man. Oh. Sir. Sean Connery. Sure. Knighted. You know, he was Scottish. I thought he was knighted. I don't know. He, maybe. Pretty sure he's... Or, is it, or am I thinking Sir Elton John and the... You might be thinking about <laughs> Elton John and Sean Connery. They're pretty much the same guy. Yeah. Just one with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Connery, his breakout, his first starring role. Do you know what it was? Um... This is before James Bond. Oh, before James Bond? Yeah. I don't know anything of his before James Bond. Well, there wasn't much. He did mostly supporting roles. Uh-huh. But, but he had one big starring role. Okay. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You never saw Darby Never saw it. So it's a movie about uh, Darby O'Gill, who's this old Irish guy, okay. who is basically going to war with uh, leprechauns, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a musical, so Sean Connery sings. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want to see it now. <laughs> it's a classic. It's kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to always be on around St. Patrick's Day every year. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I saw it a dozen times uh-huh. on TV. Yeah, it's it's wild. I'm going to try to watch it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I don't watch anything to do with Harry Potter. so <laughs> Yeah. This is the anti-Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm all for a movie about Sean Connery chasing leprechauns. Yeah. That's yeah, believable. <laughs> well, it's totally believable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after that, it was pretty much James Bond. Yeah. Dr. No. Bond. James Bond. <laughs> so let's hear your, your best Connery. <laughs> yeah, you're putting a gun in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll talk. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, can, I can only do Sean Connery as done by Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. 
I'd like to take that bow off and get to know you. <laughs> One of my favorite lines is that line from Untouchables where he's like, just shoot that dago bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I can also kind of do from uh, Finding Forrester. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> he was a phenomenal actor. He really was. Yeah. And what was kind of incredible about him is no matter what the movie or what the role, he was always like Sean Connery. Mm -hmm. You know, if he was playing a, a Russian Soviet sub commander, or if he was playing a guy in Japan, he was still Sean Connery. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was pretty nice yesterday that I saw where like Kevin Costner, who's a huge megastar himself, mm -hmm. said that you know. Being on stage or being in a movie with Sean Connery made his career. Yeah, that speaks volumes right there alone. Like that's a that's a big time actor saying that it was an honor to, to be in a movie with another big time actor. Yeah, and so they did Untouchables together. Mm -hmm. um, Sean Connery also cameoed in Robin Hood. He was. He was the uh, king yeah. at, in the end of uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That's right. When they halted the marriage and said, oh, you know, <laughs> not until I give my blessing. Yeah. King Richard the Lionhearted, the good king. Yes. Yeah. But we got really jumped ahead there. Yeah, we did. We're, we're sorry, folks. Yeah. Sorry, Aunt Paula. <laughs> Send in a correction to our text line. <laughs> what are your, your early James Bond movie uh, thoughts? So... I was a I I was a big James Bond fan prior to this last guy that's been doing them all. You Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. You're not a fan. Not I great actor. Just not a fan of the the late the latest James Bond movies. Okay. I think it made it all about like it lost that little luster that it had back when the Sean Connerys and the was it Timothy Dalton and those guys were all right. We're doing it. They just, it is a different movie series now. Yeah. Um, now it's all about the explosions and the car chases and the. Back in the day, it was about you know who's he going to romanticize in this movie, <laughs> you know who's he going to yeah. shag that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, uh, you don't like Austin Powers though. <laughs> I've never been an Austin Powers fan. I I just can't. I don't get it. I. <laughs> Never been a Mike Myers fan either. Wow. You know, and it's going to sound crazy. I'll watch Wayne's World all day. Yeah. Don't get it. <laughs> okay. And I'm a Dana Carvey fan. You like Dana Carvey. You like Wayne's World. You don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't buy I don't buy it. I don't get the hype. So Austin, Austin Powers train, not a train I'm on. <laughs> Man. Shag me, baby. <laughs> I, I just, I, it's yeah, a, baby. <laughs> yeah, get in my belly. It's, it's a, just a bunch of one-liners in a movie. Oh, but there's some classic comedy bits in there. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I'll give him that. It's funny. But uh, it's, where, where he's trying to turn around the vehicle in the narrow hallway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some classic comedy. Yeah, I, there. you know, and like I said, it's a funny movie. I'll laugh. But it's to me, it's one of those just, I don't know. It's just, it's it's tough to like, all right, if if a Sean Connery movie was on yeah, and they were going to have an Austin Powers movie marathon with Mike Myers in my living room, 
I would watch the Sean Connery film. Okay. So I, I guess in a way you're saying that Sean Connery is a, even today, yeah. 50 years later, his movies are still better. Still better. Just he's in the, he's believable in the character. He like, he was really in the character. You know, we talk about this on our podcast quite a bit, like the movies where the actors and actresses are really like into the character. He was that guy. Yeah. So his James Bond, he was serious, but he could crack a joke. Yep. But when he cracked a joke, he wasn't like winking at the camera. Yeah. It was like in character. Yeah. As opposed to, so Roger Moore replaced him as James Bond. And I always felt like Roger Moore, when he would crack a joke, it was more like, wink, wink. You know? <laughs> but look how funny I am. Oh, someone else wrote the joke for me, so I'm just giving him a nod. <laughs> yeah. Hey, great job writing that joke for me. <laughs> he was almost like Jim on The Office. He was like, he was always like looking at the camera when uh -huh. he said something funny. Was... <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sean Connery. And James Bond was probably, you know, where I got to know who Sean Connery was as an actor. And I was a young whippersnapper back then. Yeah. So, obviously, we watched these James Bond movies on Later TV. on in life, yeah. Um, the James Bond we grew up with was Roger Moore. Yep. Those were the movies in theaters, For Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, yeah. Do a Kill. Yep. Um but watching the Sean Connery on TV, you realize, oh, this is a different James Bond. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit more serious. He was, better. yeah, definitely a more serious role. And that's why I'm saying that James Bonds now are more like very little dialogue. If you go back and watch the other ones, there's a lot of dialogue in the other ones. Yeah. Now it's very little dialogue, and it's all about, tell me how many explosions you saw in a <laughs> James Bond movie with Sean Connery in it. Yeah. I you know I, I would case. say that's more the uh, the, the changing uh, Hollywood structure, yeah. right? You'll, you can't do a big budget movie now and and not have a lot of explosions. Yeah, and it just, when the whole movie when you, when you walk out of the movie theater and you're like, man, that new James Bond movie was awesome. Did you see how they blew up that building? And you're like, that's what you're talking about, the explosion. Yeah. But in a James Bond movie with Sean Connery, you're like, man, that guy can act. <laughs> you, uh, Goldfinger? Goldfinger. A classic. Classic. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond. I expect you to die. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite movie quotes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, and I'm not sure where we're moving off of James Bond yet, but... Indiana Jones. Okay, so you jumped ahead. <laughs> wow. No format or structure, folks. <laughs> I threw it out the window. <laughs> I would have to say for a certain generation of people, because what I saw on Twitter when Sean Connery passed away, a lot of people said, oh, he was our James Bond. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, younger people, said he was Dr. Henry Jones's father. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah. That's how people knew him, a lot of young people. Junior! <laughs> <laughs> so this was probably one of the few times where Sean Connery acted outside the normal because he was kind of like a nerdy, um, nonviolent. Yeah. It was not a normal Sean Connery role. Yeah, because remember there's a scene where he's got to shoot the, shoot the Nazi and he, he just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, and he would come up with the nonviolent ways. Yeah. <laughs> Like the uh, using his umbrella to uh, stir up the birds. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was a different role for him. That was and definitely memorable. Like people are going to remember him as Indiana Jones's father for the next hundred years. You know what? Too him with Harrison Ford, awesome on-screen chemistry. You could see it in the movie. You could feel it in the movie, just with the two of them acting it out together. I mean, they had chemistry together, which I don't know. To me, that's that's what a lot of these movies nowadays are missing. There's like, you know, you can tell it's an actor, it's an actress or an actor, actor, whatever, and right. there's no chemistry. Yeah. There's each one's got their own character and somehow they can't intertwine them. But you watch movies with like Kevin Hart and The Rock in them, there's chemistry. <laughs> that, yeah. Sean Connery. Go back and watch some of his movies, you see it in all of his, the movie yeah. he did with um where he's like a thief with uh Catherine Zeta Jones. All right, well, let's get back to the format. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing me for a loop. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. <laughs> so during the 70s, okay. he made some strange movies. Okay. Uh, you ever see the movie Zardoz? No. <laughs> Have you heard of Zardoz? No. <laughs> it's a pretty uh, out there film. Okay. Science fantasy as opposed to science fiction. Okay, what is the difference between the two? Well, science fiction deals with things that could actually happen. Science could develop these things. Okay. Like, uh, Star Trek is science fiction. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Science fantasy is like Star Wars. Oh, so Harry There's Potter. There's really going to be uh, <laughs> mystical Jedi knights who can move things with yeah. their minds. Oh, Harry Potter's. Yeah. So Her- I, got a little Potter's- branch, I got a little branch in my hand. I'm like, zip! <laughs> I watched the broom move. Well, so that's more of just fantasy. Oh, gotcha. All right. Science fantasy involves, like, technology. Gotcha. So in this movie, it takes place far in the future. Mm -hmm. And the planet is, like, divided between basically uh, the brutal people who are, like, the workers and the Eternals who are, like, the rulers. Okay. Sean Connery wears an outfit that I don't think you would see anywhere outside of a porn movie. (laughs) <laughs> wait a minute this is the movie where they're on another like mysterious planet and they're all they're in like cages uh there's that could be the movie i think i might have seen this then zardos is the giant floating head that kind of like rules over everyone i think i've seen this yeah <laughs> it's out there like I I can't say that I like the movie. Uh-huh. It's a bad movie. There are people who love it, though. Is it one of those movies you got to watch while you're eating the magical brownies? <laughs> I imagine you would probably love it then. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you might also love the plant sitting next to the TV. I don't know. Wait, the plant and the TV aren't on the same screen? <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. That's totally righteous. So he also played uh, Robin Hood in the 70s. Okay. Did a movie, Robin and Marion. Okay. Made Marion. Yeah. It was uh, more of a romantic movie, Mm -hmm. but it was like kind of a classic uh, Robin Hood movie. Yeah. Kind of funny that he makes an appearance in the actual, the real Robin Hood movie. How about the movie Time Bandits? Time Bandits. I've seen this. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So that's a Terry Gilliam film, a Monty Python guy who did all the directing. Yep. Time Bandits deals with the uh, uh, little people or dwarfs or midgets? Uh, Um, I believe we call them little people now. 
so it's a little kid and little people who are, are traveling through time. Yeah. Ah, interesting. And I believe Sean Connery again plays a king in this one. <laughs> Isn't it funny that he always plays some high-level super elite? Yes. Yeah. Well, he's Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. There's no other fitting role for him other than a king, yeah. president, <laughs> vice president. It's kind of like Harrison Ford. Yeah. You're not going to put Harrison Ford or Sean Connery in a movie where he's like, hey, you're yeah. the you're the C actor. <laughs> we, we need a homeless guy for this scene. Let's get yeah, Sean let's Connery. Let's get Sean Connery. Uh, no. Because we want him to say, I'm homeless, you see. <laughs> <laughs> How about the movie Highlander? Highlander, yes. Another classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I think you might call it science fantasy. Yeah. Um, this is where Highlander was with a movie where they got to cut the heads off the other Highlanders, right? Yeah. <laughs> I so love that There's movie. a group of immortals, yep. and the only way they can die is if their head comes off. And then their soul or spirit or whatever goes into the next guy. Right. Makes them stronger or whatever. Yes. Ah. And Sean Connery plays a Spaniard. <laughs> From like the 1700s, who's still alive. And uh, the actual Scottish Highlander is played by the Swedish actor. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know who he, the Swede guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a little weird, the casting. Yeah. But uh, it's a classic. You, you don't watch the Highlander for the, the you, watch him, you watch him for the stories, the the great dialogue between characters. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want from a movie? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk one more movie before we take a break. Okay. It's a movie you've already mentioned a bunch of times. All right. The Untouchables. Oh, yeah. Oh, just cla instant classic. Oh, one of the best movies of the 80s? Ah, uh, yeah. Would you say? I would I mean, listen, they've come out with a couple other Capone movies since then. Yeah. But this is probably... I don't think Anthony's touched this. I you really get into the characters in this movie. The you know from Elliot Ness to even De Niro's Capone is like yeah. Like, now De Niro is such a well-known actor. It's like you kind of believe him as Capone though. Yeah, and on top of that, he doesn't really have that major of a role in the movie. I mean, I get it. It's about Capone. He's Capone. Right. But he's not a featured guy in the whole entire film like Sean Connery, Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's more about uh, what's his Elliot name? Garcia and uh, the the trying to get Capone. Yeah, that's a great movie, man. There's so many like turns and twists <laughs> in that movie. And I believe he won the Academy Award, Sean Connery. Did he for The Untouchables? He gets shot like 25, 30 times, and he still manages to crawl and point to the <laughs> yeah. the the train schedule thing. <laughs> and that uh, the shootout at the train station uh. is one of the all-time greatest film yeah. scenes. You know, there's a point, too, where the baby stroller is going down the stairs. Just let it go. <laughs> uh, She'll so make another one. <laughs> this is like such a famous scene that it's been parodied a bunch, including one of the Naked Gun movies. Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen's scene in that is that's amazing. <laughs> so in the movie, uh, Sean Connery also has a famous line that you haven't mentioned yet. If they send one of ours to the hospital, oh, we, we send, send one, one of theirs. ours to the mall. Yes. That's the Chicago way. Yep. <laughs> Great movie. Man, talk about a corrupt police department. <laughs> just like yeah, just like today. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, we'll take a break. 
Yeah. We got more Sean Connery to talk about. All right. And then later we've got Ty, Ty Bowie. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Folks, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> he blown up the world again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, Jim, what's in your hand there? What? Why do you ask? Well, it's Buzzsprout, folks. Oh, tell me all about Buzzsprout. Well, if you want to start a podcast just like us. I do. Buzzsprout. (laughs) Buzzsprout. (laughs) Absolutely. The easiest and best way to launch a podcast. Tell me more. Well, uh, you know, when you got the right partners, boom, Buzzsprout. (laughs) (laughs) And what does Buzzsprout do for you? Well, they are passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. They'll help you launch, promote, and track your podcast. You know what they've done for us? No. Tell me. They have gotten us onto iTunes, Amazon Music, Mm. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts. They did all that. All within minutes of recording your podcast, folks. Oh, it's instantaneous. You upload it, and it's everywhere. Did I tell you you said Amazon? Amazon. Did I tell you you get a $20 Amazon gift card? So if they sign up by clicking on the link in the show notes, you got it. They're going to get an Amazon gift card. So you got to make two of your payments. You got to sign up for two months. Sign up for two months, folks. Get a $20 gift card to Amazon. Unbelievable. Buy yourself a new cell phone case. And that's what we're saying about Buzzsprout because it's awesome. <laughs> you know, you'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players. Man, drop it on other websites. Who cares? Yeah. Plus, they track it for you. They give you all the analytic tools that you need to track oh, your podcast. It's great. We can find out exactly who's listening. And who doesn't like analytic tools? <laughs> <laughs> like, when I look and see Richmond, Virginia, zero, I was like, hey, I know who's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so, Yeah. You know, if you you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guys to help you find the right equipment at the right price. So try Buzzsprout. Click on the link. We're doing it. And we're cool people. Welcome back, folks. Talking baloney, me, Jim Keezy, and the big guy right there. Jim, what's that in your hand this time? This is a cup of Jimbo Joe's coffee and a talking baloney travel mug. Unbelievable. Folks, it heats 10 times better than a Yeti. I have no scientific information to back that up. I was going to say, that's a pretty bold claim. But I'm telling you, I made this cup of coffee three hours ago. And it's still hot. And it's still hot, just like it came out of the the percolator. Wow. Yeah. And And you know what, folks? If you order one of these today, I'll even give you the first fill-up in 2029. There you go. (laughs) With your free cup of Jimbo Joe's coffee. Once we open the company. What a tremendous offer. Yeah. You buy the mug today, and in nine years, you got a cup of coffee on us. You're buying for your I'm buying it for you. Yeah. Folks, right there. If you're worried about the economy, what it's what it's going to be like in nine years, yeah. Right relax. The t- yeah, who you cares? Get free coffee. Free coffee. There won't be any coffee shops around, but you'll have a cup of coffee from us <laughs> at Jimbo Joe's Coffee. Right there, folks. Boom. Jimbo Joe's. That's right. Coming to you in 2029. 
If you call our hotline, 585-484-1770, and leave us a message mm-hmm. or ask a question, you'll get a coupon, too. You get a coupon. That's how it works. It's that simple. Just ask hundreds of our other listeners that called in and got their free cup of coffee coupon. <laughs> it's in high demand. It's crazy, folks. You don't understand. And you're going to autograph every one. Oh, yeah. And, folks, just, let me just, just in case you haven't caught any of our episodes right, taste test our coffee. Oh, it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. If you're not a coffee drinker, give it to someone that is. That's all you got to do, folks. Free cup of coffee. Can't go wrong. On a cold bricks day like today. <laughs> this, this is going to be Jim Joe's time to shine. The fall. Yeah, the fall. It it's is. It's a huge business. Big business. I'm talking Microsoft big. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> How about the movie The Presidio? Oh. Oh. Sean Connery? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> excuse me, my COVID cough. I'm sorry. Uh, the Presidio. Tell me a little bit of backstory on this one. Well, it's uh, with Sean Connery and Mark Harmon. Okay. Who is now famous for NCIS, but he actually used to do movies. Mm-hmm. He actually did a movie called Summer Break or Summer School. Summer, summer School. Yes. A classic. That. A classic. Yeah. Had a lot of up-and-coming actors and actresses in it, too. Heather Locklear's in that, I believe. Is she? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Okay. One of them's in it. We're a little sidetracked. Yeah, got a little sidetracked on but that, But it's folks. a military uh, police kind of thing, mm-hmm. similar to NCIS, but uh, this time uh, Sean Connery is the military guy. Mark Common is the cop investigating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a good movie. Yeah. Action thriller from the 80s. There's only one real. There's a big Sean Connery movie we're probably going to get to here at some point. Hunt for Red October. That was the next one. <sighs> one of my all-time favorites. Really? Think about who's in this movie with him. Okay. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery. Jack Ryan. Yep. Famous character in movies, later played by Harrison Ford. Correct. That's the only ones I remember now. Oh. (laughs) James Earl Jones. Yes, James Earl. The Lion King. (laughs) Simba. He's also the voiceover for CNN when they come back from a news uh, break. This is CNN. When he does that. Yes. That's James Earl Jones as well. Yeah, and well, Darth, Darth Vader. We're going to have to do a show on him one day. Just those three voices he does? Just those three voices. <laughs> It'd be oh, a good show. He's in the Sandlot. He's the blind baseball player. <laughs> he's in Field of Dreams. That's where I would have gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another Kevin Costner connection. Yes. Man, we'll have to do a show on Kevin Costner then. We, that is definitely coming. <laughs> yeah. We talk about him almost every week. Yeah, he's, you met, doesn't matter what movie, actor, actress, whatever you talk to, he's been in it with him. <laughs> So The Hunt for Red October, as we said, is the first Tom Clancy novel mm-hmm. to movie. Later, Harrison Ford played him. Uh, Jim from The Office plays him in the Amazon series. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that at all? No. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, you it's, know, I've been so tied up with the Harry Potter stuff that... It's, yeah. It's a time commitment. <laughs> okay, I haven't oh, watched any no, Harry Potter. Yeah. No. <laughs> Folks, we're all about, you know, honesty and... Transparency huh. on this show, <laughs> and you already know that I have a huge disdain for Harry Potter. <laughs> I've tried to give it a shot, but then we'll save that for another day. 
Back to uh, Sean Connery. How about Medicine Man? So, Medicine Man was one of the first movies I saw of Sean Connery's that I actually saw. I believe I saw it in a movie in the Elmire Heights 123 Theater, or the Elmire Heights Theater. I think I might have been there. Yes. We saw that in the theater. Yeah. And it's like he's the he's the medicine man, and they're trying to track him down. He is working on a cure for cancer. Yes. And he believes the answer is in, like, the Amazon rainforest or, or something. It's in like ants or something, if I remember right, right? That sounds about right. Yeah. And it was the... Uh, they don't realize it's in the ants, if I remember correctly. And they... Somehow it gets mixed up and... Anyway... In typical fashion, we screw that all up, and <laughs> let's burn the forest down. It's only going to kill us all. <laughs> That's basically what the message of the movie yeah. is. But you also knew going in, they're not going to find a cure for cancer. No, because if they did... It'd be then science <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. He's uh, It's a little... The funny thing, and it's like you touched on this earlier, every movie that Sean Connery's in, he just sees Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. So Craig Ferguson, you uh-huh. know him? Yeah. Uh, comedian, and he hosted the Late Late Show for a while. Yeah. He does a stand-up bit on Sean Connery, which is all about how no matter what he's doing, he is Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> which is really evident in the next movie, which is Rising Sun. Yes. Because he speaks Japanese, and he does it with a <laughs> Scottish accent. This is his movie with uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes. They're investigating the murder at the tower. And I, it, it's just a great movie, too. It is a great movie. Yeah. It's got the, the soundtrack, the, yep. uh, the Japanese drums and the flutes. and I'm going to say, though, you know, people do not give Wesley Snipes enough credit. You know, he can carry a movie by himself, but he's also a great second up in a movie. And I'm just saying, him paired, again, yeah. this is one of those actors, paired you pair anybody with Sean Connery, brings out the best in him. I, see, I feel like Snipes has a lot of uh, personal demons. Yeah. And a big ego. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of like hard to work with. <laughs> I'd like to see him in a Rocky movie. Well, he was in The Expendables. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I want to see him in a Rocky movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, another underrated actor. Doesn't get enough credit. He carried the Matrix series. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he carried it, but he... <laughs> We'll save that one for yeah. we'll, deb- we'll debate that another day. I may just be poking the bear on that one, folks. <laughs> Do you like the Matrix? I, it's... I didn't think you would. Yeah, not a... It's not real. Here's the problem I have with the Matrix. Uh-huh. They got all this high-tech special equipment, all this crazy stuff to do all these things, and they're but they got to answer a phone to get out of someplace. I don't get not just any phone, a ring. A rotary. Yeah, a rotary phone. I don't get it. Not believable. Yeah, so we should do a whole episode. Where you, we just break down what's believable and what's not in movies. Because yeah. <laughs> you're somewhat predictable, because I kind of knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> but then you go left field with, like, Legend. <laughs> I did it. I did do a correction on Legend, though. But yeah, not but a full correction. I, I wasn't went... buying the correction. <laughs> 
I think if you were like gonna get a tattoo, it'd be like legend with a unicorn. <laughs> I'm gonna get tattoo on my knuckles. What it's gonna say? Night and day. <laughs> How about the movie First Night? First Night. I remember seeing this, and you know he did a lot in those kind of because yeah yeah. <laughs> so he plays King Arthur, but mm-hmm. again, like playing kings and stuff, it mm-hmm. just comes natural for him. Because I think he starts going into this uh, dragon phase, too, where he's like... Right. So his next movie was Dragon Heart, <laughs> yes. where he played the voice of the dragon. Yeah. So, yeah. Just one time I would like to hear that dragon go, you dango bastard. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man now, dogs. <laughs> so the, the next one is The Rock. Oh. This is a Michael Bay, so it's right up your alley. Yes. Uh, him Nick, and Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah, uh, Alcatraz. People don't give Nicolas Cage enough credit here either. I certainly won't give him any credit. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. So I can tell you that we don't ever have to do a show about Nicolas Cage. I can tell yeah. you. I like the movie The Rock. I'm not a big Nick Cage fan either. Okay. I've seen enough of his movies to know that, listen, the movies where the constitute where they're chasing the constitution stuff, and he's like, "Oh, it's in this brick," and he runs up on the roof of the hate building. Those hate those movies; they're not believable. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> but anyway, get back to the Rock. Great movie. Sean Connery Owens broken out of Alcatraz. They got to bring him back to help him get in. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean Connery is the highlight of the movie. Yeah, he's good in it. The movie itself, though, I can't get behind. He's got a couple little quippy one-liners in that movie, too, where you wouldn't expect some stuff to come, you know. But still, again, incomplete Sean Connery. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and so what summarizes the movie for me is the car chase. It's not enough to have, you know, in a car chase in a movie, like something will come across the road in front of you, and it's like the one thing you do in every... Yeah. This movie does like 12 of them in a row. (laughs) It's like, oh, plate of glass. Oh, a truck full of uh, water coolers. Oh, it's this. It's like one after another. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Not believable. Thank you. Listen, I the whole they stole the uh the what is it? The weapons uh, weapons of mass destruction or whatever. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. You mean to tell me that someone is going to infiltrate Alcatraz, turn it into a military base? Uh-huh. And no one's going to see any of this happen. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, it's got to be believable. It's a good action movie. Give it that. It's Michael Bay. But not believable. If you go into a Michael Bay movie and apply any kind of thought, the movie falls apart. You just got to go watch it for you. already know when's the first explosion going to happen. Right. Did you go to see Transformers because you wanted to know what the story was going to be? I didn't even know there was a story for Transformers. <laughs> I don't think there was. No. You go there and watch the robots fight and trains from the truck to the robot. And who, who, let's be honest. We go there to see Optimus Prime. Yeah. You don't care to go there to see Bumblebee. Did you see Bumblebee? No. Yeah, I didn't see Bumblebee. I'm sorry. You can't see me, Bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. why I didn't see it right there. Yeah. <laughs> so a movie you already mentioned, mm-hmm. Entrapment. Yes. And I'm pretty sure it was Catherine Zeta-Jones in that. Yes. Yeah. They're like a jewelry, or he's like a retired jewelry thief or something. I can't remember all of it, but like, 
So, yeah, he's the former professional thief. Yep. She's the investigator. Ah, uh, that's right. Investigator. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, one of, would you say, the most famous scenes of the 90s is her uh, navigating the laser field. Oh, oh um, yes. <laughs> yes, I remember this now. <laughs> you bet you're <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swing! <laughs> There's my throwback to uh, Austin Powers. Swing! <laughs> For a guy who doesn't like Austin Powers. <laughs> Listen, I do know all the most of the one-liners from the show. But... Actually, that was Wayne's World. Oh, it is Wayne's World. <laughs> Wayne's World, Wayne's World. <laughs> Party on. Excellent. <laughs> Wow. Doodle-loop, doodle-loop, doodle-loop. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. Good movie. Good movie of entrapment. Good movie. Not the not like a the great movie, but it was it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely memorable. Yeah. I think if you if you've seen it, you remember Catherine Zeta Jones. Let's put it on the wing heat scale. It's way down here, folks. We've had hot. This is down here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finding Forrester. So, I've seen this movie. Yes. I don't remember any of it. <laughs> so, uh, he's the... <laughs> that says uh, much. I'm not sure. Yeah. He's like the curmudgeon in the building. Mm-hmm. And the uh, young black kid is like a prodigy. And he starts uh, tutoring him because he's you know some kind of genius himself. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the kid teaches Sean Connery stuff, like, you're the man now, dog. <laughs> and it's a good it's a good movie. It's a kind of a sleeper movie. You don't really expect much from it, but then, yeah, yeah it's good. Hey, Sean Connery here. <laughs> so he, he only did one more movie after that. Yeah, I heard he actually retired in, like, 2011 or something. Or 2003. Was it? Oh, well, I was wrong. Yeah. His last movie, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. You've talked about this movie before, <laughs> which is surprising. Yeah. Because it's not a good movie. <laughs> so, I like Sean Connery's character. He plays Alan Quartermain, famous uh, character from books. So, it, you got here again, you got a lot of special effects in this. You got the Jet, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde character. Right. But just not a really good overall movie. To me, not a really good overall movie. Like, it's just... Yeah. So, this movie is based on a comic book series. Mm -hmm. The comic book series is tremendous. The the basic premise is all these uh, fictional characters from early novels, what if they were, like, secretly working together? So, you have, like, Captain Ahab from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Uh Alan Quartermain. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, they're all working together. So here's what I understand about all these movies. Maybe somebody can shed some the light on The movie did it. a terrible job with it. Though. Yeah. <laughs> you have Marvel. Yeah. Then you have... DC. DC. Uh-huh. And what are League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Uh, they were neither of those. Okay. There, there are other comic book companies out there. So... What, why do we have to bring all these superheroes together in a movie? Why can't we just keep it going with just, hey, we had Superman, and we had Spider-Man, and then we had right. you know, Iron Man, and we have Batman, who's not really a superhero, but we'll leave that alone. He's, what the? 
He bought his wealth. Okay. <laughs> his wealth bought a superhero. There's, there's an episode here. We, we should get into this another time. But uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is like, it's taking like these heroes from literature, from mm -hmm. books, and putting a different spin on them. Yeah. It should have been a great movie. It just, the effects were terrible. Yeah. Uh, it was a Fox movie, and Fox wanted like an American character in it, mm -hmm. so they force-fed uh, Tom Sawyer into the story. <laughs> it just made no sense. Yeah, it, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's kind of too bad that that was his last movie. The ship scene in that movie was pretty bad too. The yeah. the scene where they're showing the the sides of the ship, and I mean, it's ah, no. Yeah, I feel like for. Uh, for a time period, movies were relying heavily on computer graphics, and, mm -hmm. and they weren't really that good yet. No, the scene where, uh, is it Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde is running across the roofs? Yes. Yeah, horrible. Terrible. It's like the Godzilla movie where you can see the strings in the... <laughs> the, the, the visual effects look like the worst video game yeah. you've ever played. Yeah. They're just not believable. If they would have put Pac-Man up there, I would have been surprised. <laughs> <laughs> So we just went through Sean Connery's career, more or less. We yep. skipped over a lot of movies, but mm -hmm. uh, what a what a career! Awesome actor, folks. Go back and watch some of his movies, man. It's a it's a gem. Yeah, watch some James Bond or watch uh, The Rock. Go back and watch The Untouchables. That's what you should watch. Yes, The Untouchables and The Medicine Man. Yeah, why not? Go back and watch it, folks. We've already cut the trees down. You might as well go back and watch it. We could have cured cancer probably 25 years ago. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk with uh, Baloney Nation next. Oh, boy. And the final typo we had before the election day. Oh, man. This is going to be biblical. <laughs> Coming up next. <laughs> Boom, folks. We are back on Talking Baloney. Time for Baloney Nation. Ooh, We're going to yeah. answer some questions, some voicemails, some emails, whatever. Whatever. Bring it. 585-484-1770. You heard it there, folks. So we got another riddle for you. Okay, let's do this. Why shouldn't Jim Deasy write a grocery list with a broken pencil? Well, there's no lead in it. <laughs> because it's pointless. <laughs> well, folks, we don't use pencils anymore. We use technology now. We have these smartphones now that have the stylus built right into it. So now you just make your grocery list right on the screen. Does your stylus have a point? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually pointed just like a pencil. Wow. You see that, folks? Got a little point on there. So you what? could actually do the joke. What should Jim Deasy uh, do when he has a broken stylus? Hmm. Well, that, in that case, I'm going to have to file a damage claim. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Uh, next question. Are you fans of the TV show Friends? I am. Oh, you are? Yes. Okay. My wife and I actually watched. We have the entire season on box set. Wow. How many seasons? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's like 10? It's 10 a pretty seasons? big box. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, uh, I wasn't a, I, you know, I, Courtney Cox, uh, you know, the whole crew, Chandler Bing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you like about Friends? I 
I like the camaraderie that they all had together. I would it'd be cool if we all had a place like we were just like, hey, going over to Joe's. Yeah. I'll be just walk across the hall. <laughs> but everybody just hang out at one person's house all the time. Or the coffee shop. Or the coffee shop. Jimbo Joe's coffee. Oh. Maybe a friend's too. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Walk outside the house onto set number two. There's the coffee truck. <laughs> ah, good times. What did yeah. you think of Friends? So I watched it when it was first on. Mm-hmm. It was you know part of my Thursday night mm-hmm. Friends and Seinfeld, and I, mm-hmm. I think Cheers was in the mix there for a while. Man, that was the good old days right there. It was a great night of TV. Yeah. Uh, and then I worked in television at the Fox station in Corning, uh-huh. and we aired Friends oh. at least two times a day, maybe more. Yeah, that kills you right there. And I saw every episode multiple times, mm-hmm. and I really grew to kind of hate the show. Yeah, and see, I could see that being something that, like, you get to a point where it's overplayed. Yeah, and you start to realize, wow, these characters are really dumb, mm-hmm. and, you know, but only when they need them to be dumb, because some weeks they're not dumb. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got kind of sick of it. Yeah. As opposed to, we also showed The Simpsons and Seinfeld on that station, and I saw them multiple times a day, and I still like those shows. So that just further proved to me that I don't really like Friends. So, you know, piggybacking off of something you said about watching a show too much. Yeah. So I was never a, a big fan of South Park. Oh, and I just watched their latest special that they did. Awesome. Loved it. Yes. Probably one of my favorite things I've seen on TV all year. It was so politically incorrect that it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I've toyed with the idea of doing a show about a podcast about shows that are kind of like forgotten. Yeah. And South Park, for all the buzz it had, it used to be like this big thing everyone talked about. Mm-hmm. It's gone pretty much untalked about for like four or five years, and they've been doing some of the best shows. Oh, I, you know, and my wife's been telling me, she's like, I don't understand why you don't like South Park. I'm like, I just never really, but I guess I never really sat down and actually watched how much effort they put into the show's topics. Right. And how they tie it all together. Like, they're telling a story through the entire, like, there's that storytelling thing we talk about all the time. Like, they just... I gotta say that last episode they did was phenomenal. <laughs> what? So that's a show that's changed a lot. Yeah. Those early seasons, if you had tried it back then in the late '90s, it was all about the kids, mm-hmm. and it was kind of a crude show. Yeah. It's gotten really smart, and yeah. it's more like the character of Randy Marsh <laughs> is to me the central character, and he's one of the best characters on TV. Yeah. I just, opening his. Uh, Pot farm and all the trouble he gets into. That's the guy with the mustache, right? Yeah. Got our, everybody, everybody started growing a mustache. <laughs> yes. I'm running the coronavirus special, Sharon. <laughs> so God. I got to answer my wife. She told me to watch it, and I watched it, and I loved it. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And that's what we think of Friends. That's what we think of Friends, folks. South Park. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I don't know if I've mentioned, but people have caught on that you're a big wrestling fan. Yes, I am. So someone sent in a quiz. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can you guess the wrestler's uh, name based on their actual real name? Okay. Let's First the- up, Virgil Reynolds. Oh, it's Virgil. 
<laughs> no. Damn. I, th- I thought you would get this one easy. Virgil Reynolds. Reynolds. Oh. You know um, Terry Reynolds and oh, you know Dusty Dustin Rhodes. Reynolds. Dusty Rhodes. Yes. That's why uh, the character of Virgil was named Virgil. It was kind of a shot at Dusty, who was notoriously anti-black. Really? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Steve Borden. Uh, Steve Borden was Steve Blackman. Nope. Damn it. Sting. Really? Yeah. How did he come up with Sting out of Steve Boardman? Well, the names don't really matter. It's just, you know. All right, I'm doing really bad. I'm Sting. doing bad at this right now. I thought you would get this 100%. <sighs> James Helwig. Okay. Hold on. I know this one. Mm. <sighs> yeah. I don't know it. Oh, man. The Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yes. Damn it. I knew it. Technically, he did legally change his name to Warrior. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, James Helwig would be his first name. Oh, man. Well, you'll never get this one, then. <laughs> <laughs> Aurelian Smith. Nope. Jake the Snake Roberts. Really? Yeah. His dad was a famous wrestler, Grizzly Smith. So, so Jake Roberts isn't his real name. Oh no! I did not know that. No. <laughs> and one last one. Okay. Uh, a little hint: this guy is from Buffalo. Okay. Lawrence Pohl. From Buffalo, New York. Yeah. <sighs> I'm lost. Lex Luger. Oh. Oh, the one that killed Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Notoriously anti-Elizabeth. Yeah. You jerk. <laughs> that was a callback. The direction. The cuts. Okay. So Ty Bowie. Mm-hmm. We've been covering his uh, campaign for the last nine weeks. We have. We've shown commercials and advertisements. We bought the shirts. We are wearing the shirts. Yep. <laughs> um, this is the last big push. The election is Tuesday. I'm almost afraid to watch this video. I I saw how the last one ended, his campaign ad. Yeah, last week he got off the rails a little. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I've been seeing some of this stuff going on in the the social media and stuff, and, I mean, he's not really that far off of where everybody else is at. He might be appealing to a certain demographic. He might have actually won some votes with that ad. You never know. Probably over in North Korea, maybe, but... (laughs) (laughs) You got to have friends once you're in power. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people say that all hope is lost, and I agree, but I'm going to give it a try, and I need your help. <laughs> what? But I need your help. <laughs> so uh, please elect me as Countess of America, uh, President of America. Hi, folks. Ty Bowie here. Make sure to vote for me and make me Countess of All Earth. Wow. So there it is. Countess for All Earth. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, 
I I don't know if he realized what office he's actually running for anymore. I I don't think so. Yeah. Countess is a little out there. I, I'm not sure that's an elected position anywhere in the world. But should it be? Maybe. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> we, we talked about science fantasy. It lo- looks like he's he thinks he's going to live in a castle in the sky. <laughs> that's just what it looked like. <laughs> it was definitely, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, so... It was very Avatar-like. Yeah, a little bit. You know, maybe if there was some vines coming down and some flying... Maybe that's what he thinks the president does. Like, he flies around on on other animals and... (laughs) He's on something, folks. (laughs) Not sure what, but... (laughs) So when you go to the election poll on Mm -hmm. uh, Tuesday, November 3rd... Remember... Ty Bowie. (laughs) Write it in. Why not? Why not? Right, right in there. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget his uh, vice president is the kid in the, the robot box. Yeah. Thing. Roger. You, Roger. Roger, the kid in the robot box. It's Has he been reported missing yet? <laughs> I don't know. I think there are people looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you see Roger, the robot kid, on the side of a milk carton, write into our show and let us know. <laughs> if you have any thoughts on the election, let us know. Uh, it's 585-484-1770. We'll answer the question in a non-political way. That's right. Ty Bowie's not about politics. He's not about anything. Or as far as we can tell. Yeah. We don't really know. He doesn't really know. No. I think he wants a job is what I think. And why not? I will say this, folks, on a serious note, vote. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Vote for anybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. All so right. that does it for this week. Yep. <laughs> hey, guess what? Next week when we do the podcast, yeah. there's either going to be a new president. Correct. Or there's going to be anarchy. Uh, maybe. Or something to that effect. I have a feeling we might not know the actual results of the election for a while. Probably till after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. The way the whole electoral college works, it's all very complicated. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it should be fun. It's going to be great. We should air this on national TV every day. Somebody counting everything. <laughs> all right. So uh, all right. we're, we're going to come back next week, and we're, we're going to do another show no matter what. We'll be Absolutely. Here. We're going to be here no matter what. Or we might be Skyping because the coronavirus yeah. is out of control. <laughs> yeah, apparently, folks still want to wear masks when they go out places. But hey, you want to be an idiot? Go ahead and be an idiot. <laughs> oh, wait. an idiot, Rochester. I oh, forgot. Wait. What? Oh, what? None of this is going to. COVID ends after the election. Right, right. Ah, right. you yes. stupid people. Come on. You got to be smarter than that. <laughs> Come on. Stay classy, Rochester. <laughs>